0: From... <laughs> the hey
1: guys, I have a meh feeling about this. I think there's an app for that. Ooh, I like that. That is on fleek. I'm going to to that right now.
0: I am Groot. Hodor Hodor. I am Groot. 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 Hodor. I am Groot. Hodor. I am Groot. Hodor. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Okay, I'm sorry, but this just isn't working. But the audience loves them! I can't understand a thing they're saying. But the audience loves them! No, we're gonna go back to that other shit show that was on before. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen!
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Above Average Joe Show. And this is going to be a lot more exciting than normal because this is our finale episode for season one, which for me is kind of a relief because I get to take a little break from having to write things, having to record things, having to schedule things. So it's a little bit of a vacation coming up for me. And... Also, we have one of my favorite people that I've ever met, ever, my entire life. Probably the most interesting person I have ever met. He has worked on several projects that include Allegiant, Alvin and the Chipmunks 4 Roadship, Anchorman 2, Ant-Man, Best of Enemies, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, Dolly Parton's Coat of Many Colors, Godzilla, King of Monsters... The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2, Insurgent, Joyful Noise, Life of the Party, Logan Lucky, Medea's Big Happy Family, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, Powers, Reluctant Fundamentalist, Ride Along 2, Tag, The Vampire Diaries. And that's literally just a partial list of the projects that he's worked on. And I... Barely even had time to put them in alphabetical order, let alone get an entire list of everything that he's worked on. But our guest today is the one and only, the awesome, Joe Nelson! And as always, I am your host, Joe. And these are your only two options? A lab rat or a dancing monkey? Wow, that was... that. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel like it comes down to those two choices only, but I, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, so whatever. Um, but moving on, Joe, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. I have been listening to every single one of these podcasts literally like 50 times apiece. And I have enjoyed every single one of them. You've got some great guests. They're all wonderful people. Some of the best people probably that I've ever met. And I, I assume that you've met most of them too. Oh yeah, I've, I've known a bunch of them. I, I think there was only two that I didn't know ahead of time. Other than that, I've known most of these people for at least quite a few years. But let's go ahead and just jump right into everything and get started. Because we've got a lot to go over. Because you've got some incredible, incredible stories to tell us. So, let's start out with how you got started in the business, because from my understanding, you accidentally got started working in film and TV? (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, it was very much by accident. Yeah, tell me about it, because I'm I'm very interested and intrigued, because this, it doesn't seem like something you can just accidentally stumble into, unless you were, like, walking down the street and all of a sudden there are cameras there. Oh no, nothing even like that. What had happened was that I had finally decided to go back to school and what I wanted to study was how to make records. Not like vinyls and like actually making the physical records, but like being in the recording studio and working with recording instruments and Pro Tools and Logic and Reverb and Delay and all of that fun stuff. So I wanted to learn how to do that to help make music for people. And so I ended up going to SAE, which was in Atlanta, Georgia. So I went to audio school and graduated from there. Once I got out of audio school, I had no job because I had been going to school full time. And so I needed to find work. And so what I ended up doing is I got an internship, which unfortunately is unpaid, at one of the local recording studios there in Atlanta. And worked there for about a month and I hated it. It was probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had job-wise and I've had close to a hundred jobs over my lifetime but this one was just terrible. What was so bad about it? Well the main thing that I didn't like were the hours which I am a night person so typically I would assume that I would enjoy working nights But I was going to work at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'd be coming home at about 4 o'clock in the morning. And at the time, I was married, and my wife, now ex, was going to work at 6 a.m., and she would come home around 5 p.m. So there was literally a two- to three-hour window where we would see each other, except that two- to three hours is when we were both sleeping. Oh, that's horrible. And so our schedules were just completely off and trying to figure out how to work all of that out and how to see each other and just try to keep up a relationship at all was just near impossible. I would imagine And so, so I was not liking that. And eventually it got to a point where I, I didn't make a mess, so I didn't clean it up. My boss spilled his coffee and he wiped it up and he got mad at me for not cleaning it for him. <laughs> and so I got a text the next day saying, hey, this isn't working out. I had to clean up my own mess and you just watched me and you... Don't need to come back. So I got fired by text from my internship, which was a little strange. That is odd. That I've I don't know of anybody else that's ever been fired from a text. Me either. I thought it was a little strange and a little crazy, but hey, it worked out for both of us because I didn't want to be there. He didn't want me there, so we were we were both happy in the end. So no biggie. But at that point, not only was I out of an internship, I still didn't have a paying job, and my wife at the time was a teacher, which really doesn't pay that much to begin with either. So we're on like super, super low income. So I just had to find a job. So I'm looking through the papers and going through the one ads and looking online and Craigslist, and whatever I could find. And eventually I came upon an ad in the newspaper that was for no experience necessary at TPS. Send your resume here. And... That was all it said. There was no information beyond that, so I didn't, I had no idea what I was even applying for, but no experience necessary, and it pays. And I think it even said like $8 an hour or something like that. Well, there you go. So I knew at least I was going to be bringing home a paycheck, and so I could at least contribute to paying the bills a little bit, if anything. So I'd say about a week later, I got a phone call, and they said, hey, would you like to come work in our warehouse? And I thought, sure, that sounds great. Well, why don't you come in on, I think it was like next Tuesday or something. It was sometime the following week. But in between that time, my wife had a friend whose dad passed away. And so all of a sudden we had to go to this funeral. Oh, no. And so I called them up and apologized. Like, I can't make it. I have a funeral to go to. And thought that was the end of that. And there goes that job. And I'd never hear from them again. But... A week and a half later, I get another phone call saying, "Hey, do you want to come work in our hospital?" And I was like, "Okay." In my head, I'm thinking this is the strangest thing going on because they own a warehouse and a hospital. So maybe it's some Fortune 500 company that just covers a lot of things. <laughs> I could totally see that. But I was like, "Hey, it's a paycheck. Sure, I'll come. I'll come work in your hospital. I've I've done janitorial stuff before, so I thought maybe they wanted me to do janitorial work." Um, I've done manual labor, so I thought maybe they just wanted me to like push people around or something or help with people in wheelchairs or I, I had no clue what I was going in for. So I thought I was coming in for an interview the next week on I think it was a Monday. And I just had to go to this address. And they told me to bring three changes, at least three changes of clothes. So I had absolutely no idea what was going on, or why I had to bring a change of clothes to an interview. You thought you were going to an interview? I I honestly thought I was going to an interview on this weird compound, because when I get there, it's got this black iron fence all the way around it. They're checking everybody's names, and there's this line of cars that was probably a good 50, 75 cars long. And I'm just sitting in this line like, this is the strangest thing. Maybe all these people work here, and... I'm the only one for an interview, and everybody just has to show up at the same time. And so I just I just went along with it. I get there, I'm getting my suitcase out with my clothes in it and walking up, following the person that was there to guide us, which now I know was the production assistant, so the PA was there. And so they gathered us, and we all walked in a single file line with our suitcases, and they brought us into one single room for all of us. Which I was like, okay, well, group interviews. This is strange and something I've never done before. Maybe this is a new corporate thing. Maybe this is how offices work because I hadn't worked in an actual office before. Or I still had no clue what was going on. So you're sitting in holding, essentially, with no clue that you're about to make Absolutely a movie. Absolutely no clue. <laughs> I'm still thinking I'm going in for an interview. And then all of a sudden, this lady starts walking around telling people hey can you take out your clothes i want to see them i'll tell you what to wear (laughs) and in my head i'm still thinking i'm going in for an interview and trying to figure out why i'm not allowed to wear certain colors (laughs) Interview? is there somebody in there that just doesn't like purple or does red make them upset or are they going to like attack me like a bull if i'm wearing red or i i still have absolutely (laughs) no idea this is hilarious so They tell me to go ahead and put on my khaki pants and this green shirt, and and I can go in the bathroom and change and then come back. So I do all of that, and then I come back, and then the person who let us in, which now I know is the production assistant, the PA there, starts calling people and is like, okay, I want you, 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 and picked out like 12 of us. And he's like, come with me. So I'm thinking this is the first round of interviews, and I am on my way to get this done, and at least I'm in the first group so I can go home early completely completely wrong (laughs) (laughs) so as we're walking down the hallway it's like oh there's an office there's an office there's an office there's an office no more than a hundred feet away from the door from where we were changing and getting our clothes on and all of that fun stuff all of a sudden we're standing in a hospital (laughs) it was the weirdest strangest thing And I was thinking that maybe we came in the back way to a hospital and the hospital was on the opposite side of the road from where we entered and I just completely missed it, didn't see it. No clue what was going on (laughs) instead. So I'm on set just looking around, enjoying, I don't know, people watching, I guess. And I still don't see anything out of the ordinary. It looked like a hospital. Everybody there just walking around seemed like there was a bunch of hospital people working there. And so as I'm looking at all these hospital people, I'd say about 15 minutes in, I finally look over at the corner and I was like, there's a huge camera sitting in that corner, which I couldn't (laughs) see it at first because it was blocked by all the people and the lights and all that other stuff. So I finally realized that there's a camera. I turn around to the person behind me who was one of my friends now katrina ramos who helped me get into the business get started and everything so huge shout out to katrina thank you thank you thank you uh i turned to katrina and i was like there's a camera in the corner what's going on (laughs) and she looks at me she's like we're making a movie this is a movie set i was like really (laughs) she just kind of looked at me like i was some sort of idiot (laughs) i probably would have been too (laughs) To be honest with you all of this and you still have no clue that you're on a movie absolutely no clue until that moment when i saw a camera and she told me hey we're making a movie and i was like oh this is kind of fun kind of cool explains why there's no experience necessary (laughs) so we all got paired up and had to do different things so some people were nurses they had to stand over here some people had to walk from one room to the other, and then me and Katrina ended up getting put together. I think it's because we were both Asians, and so we made a quote-unquote Asian couple together, and we were supposed to pretend that our kid had just died of cancer or just got the news that they got cancer, and so I had to walk her from one side of the hallway to the other side of the hallway while we were crying, and I had to console her and all this other stuff, and I think we did that like four or five times. And then we went back to holding. And then sat there for 11 and a half more hours. Doing essentially nothing. (laughs) Um, We never got, well, I never got called back to set. She actually got called back to set. And I think she had to put a bald cap on. Because they had her doing another scene where she had to go through chemo but since she had the bald cap and we never actually saw her face on screen the first time, she was able to be in the movie twice, which I'm not sure if they ever showed that scene where she had to wear the bald cap or anything, but anyways, besides the point. So 11 and a half more hours I'm sitting there doing absolutely nothing, other than I learned a little bit about the film industry and some of the different background casting companies. And so apparently I was at Tyler Perry Studios this whole day, (laughs) had no clue that I was there, had no clue who he was even because this was his, I think this was one of his first movies that had come out and it was the first time that I had heard of the name Tyler Perry. So anyways, we go through that whole day, we get wrapped and that ends up being the second time that I saw myself on screen. Because the first time I saw myself on screen ended up being Vampire Diaries, which was the second project I worked on, on the Masquerade episode, which I'm all through that. That was a fun episode. And it was fun to film, which we filmed two overnights, which is rough. I hate overnights. They are miserable. miserable. But when you watch the episode, it turned out really well. That is incredible. But that is essentially how I got got into the business and started doing... Background work, and then I started doing some PA work and some grip work, and kind of just worked my way up and eventually got into casting. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break then. Sounds good. But a quick word from our sponsors. What happened here?
0: I tried to stop her.
1: Stop who? Was it. La La
0: Rona. No, it was my 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 Shirana. Father, what do you know about my Sharona? Mm-hmm. You know the hit song. It is a hit to song. Never gonna stop give it up, such a dirty mind. Always get it up to the touch. My, 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 you need to help us, Father. Oh, my little pretty one, pretty one. When you gonna give me some time, Sharona? Father, it's just a matter of time, Sharona. Is it just a game in my mind, Sharona? Come a little closer, huh? Close enough to look in my eyes, Sharona. Keeping it a mystery gets to me, running down the length of my thighs, Sharona. Father, did you just pee your robe? Shh, Jess. Do not repeat that to anyone. How do you know so much about her, Father? You could say I just have a knack for this sort of thing.
1: thought it was safe for your child to
0: play video games unintended again Comes it was the newest, most daring, most violent, most gruesome, most child-almost friendly game known to toddlers. Mortal Sesame Street Fighter and Combat! That's right! You can choose from any of your beloved childhood memory characters to battle one-on-one for the most dangerous street to exist.
1: Head decapitation, <laughs> Two uppercut <head>
0: decapitations, <laughs> Three, three upper decapitations, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exposure to violent video games has been linked to aggressive behavior. And also, exposure to puppets has been linked to faster learning and expanded creativity. Don't let minute traces of violence get in the way of your child's potential. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special finale episode of the Above Average Joe Show. Let's go ahead and hear... Another story that you have for us, which, again, unfortunately, you have signed your NDAs, non-disclosure agreement, saying that you can't really talk about specifics on the show and stuff like that. On this set, I cannot tell you the name of it because of the NDAs, like we said, but this is a movie that's about a Bug Dude. Let's call him Bug Dude. And Bug Dude can get really big and really small using his Bug Dude suit. Let me give you a little background about how we got to Bug Dude Suits movie. So I was working in casting at the time, and I was in the office. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I have to sit through another one of his boring stories. Sits there and rambles on and on, and they're not even interesting. His voice just puts me to sleep. It's so annoying. There's absolutely nothing happening in this story, but he feels the need to ramble on Man, I've got things I need to do. More relevant than this. I like got laundry I could be doing right now. Like three days of laundry. It's been piling up. I don't really- cannot figure out how in the world I go through so much clothes. It's so weird. Or anything,
0: even close to anything he just sits there and
1: rambles on and, on and on and on about he himself. He could at least talk about somebody else and um, talk about the celebrities, the stars or something, and how he um, dealt with them, not just himself being upset by himself. This is stupid. Right about my height, um, Man, which I need I to cut my fingernails too just noticed that they're getting kind of long. Who was gotta be right careful I don't project. like scratch my face or I'm gonna end up with some sort of cut. Look like I cut myself shaving or something. Uh, I lied about that. Getting hungry too. But I'm go for a tuna fish sandwich. Tuna fish is such a weird thing. Why do you have to say tuna and fish? You don't say you want a salmon fish. You don't say that you want a, a walleye fish. But tuna fish has to have fish after it. Well, it doesn't have to, I guess. Sometimes it's just, I want tuna. But if you want a tuna sandwich, people say they want a tuna fish sandwich. They always put the fish at the end of it, which is kind of odd. Ugh. He's still talking. He's talking about shoes. Who gives a crap about your shoes? Jamie suggests that I go to the Nike store and buy a pair because they look fairly gender neutral. So I go to the Nike store. I get a pair of these things, which makes me pretty close. I to just mind. realized too. I never shaved today. I was, I was gonna shave. I was I feel a furry, I like a furry homeless yeti with this use much in facial hair. Size that they come in it's size feeling size really size soft and smooth. It's almost like a teddy bear, but like a teddy bear that's been in the rain a couple of times. Well, frankly, it's not too bad. Oh, I have to get gas today too. I'm on gas. The gas station, luckily, isn't too far away, but if he just keeps talking and talking, oh my gosh, he is going to just drive me nuts. Speaking of gas, I hope he doesn't smell that. Um, I do feel better, though. Man, that's that's silent, but hopefully he doesn't have a sense of smell like either. That would be ideal, because I'm pretty sure that's going to smell nasty, because it smells like tacos. Or at least the, the pile of guacamole I had. It's been sitting in my stomach, it feels like, for five days. Oh, it's that rotten egg stew scent. Uh, this is so boring. I really wish I could watch a movie right now. If I could, like, multitask, just let him ramble on about whatever he's talking about. And uh, I could just, I don't know, just watch so something so else. Because this is so on. Got long. He just, just does not want to shut up. Platform. I really just need to find something else I could think about. So I um, Hopefully, he doesn't notice board. that I'm zoning out on him. I'm just and staring at the ceiling, counting dots. Oh, <sighs> one, one of these days, he'll shut up and we'll get over this. Everything will be okay. And I'm standing there. I'm on my mark. What I really could go for, besides that tuna fish sandwich, is also some potato chips. <laughs> do. like the ripple <laughs> potato chips, not the regular <laughs> potato chips. I don't know what it is about the ripple chips that make them taste so different. Okay, they, so, They're the exact same thing, but they've got a different shape, and it doesn't change the texture come. even. They asked you to yeah, what? Need you to drop trout. Maybe somehow it just makes them stronger so you can hold more dip on them. But it seems like having that scoop there would actually hold more dip than having several different dips because you're losing surface area. I don't know, there's probably some sort of ergonomics or engineering that went into figuring those out and why they work so much better with dip. Just beyond me, I'm nowhere near that smart your pants down and Oh this, oh, this has gotta to be over, over soon. Lead on the so they're still freaking talking about himself. He has nothing, nothing to share that's of any importance. And so we do Oh crap, I actually turned the internal thought recorder on. I need to turn that off. This angle and we it thought recorder turning off. Next day, we do a reshoot for another scene. So I got to do the stand-in thing where the shoes that I bought actually came in handy. Well, that's nice. And that's a whole other story for another time. But if you watch the the movie, you can see my foot on screen for almost a full second. (laughs) An entire day to get one second of a shot of a belt hitting a certain spot on a tile floor. In a bug dude movie. That's incredible. That is an amazing story. Thank I you. love that. Let's go ahead and take a quick break from everything. We will listen to a couple commercials and we will be right back with more Joe Nelson Woo-hoo. on the above average Joe Show. You so probably think this podcast's a bad.
0: Don't you, don't you? Has your situation of living alone got you feeling lonely? Do you sometimes feel like you're the only one left on this planet? And now that the others have left? Hmm, maybe now is the time to crawl out from under that rock and begin dating again. And we are here to provide help for you. That's right. Help. H-A-L-P. The horny app for lizard people. We will search our database for other lizard people living in your area and match you up with that special someone. It could be your neighbor, your dermatologist, your OBGYN, or possibly even that Britney's Cheers! You only have to answer three quick, easy questions, and we will find the match instantly! It's that simple! Help! The horny app for lizard people! But don't you worry, cause help
1: is on its way! This episode brought to you by Dragon Repellent! It's guaranteed to repel dragons if they decide to resurface and destroy our modern world! Dragon Repellent is a scientific blend made from a special combination of 11 herbs and spices. Warning, warning. These containers will combust under high temperatures, so keep them away from fires and open flames and any dragons that breathe fire. Dragon Repellent guaranteed. Robert Pattinson, starring in the Second Chance Breakout Role. You know who I am. You mean you're... Say it. Say it out loud. The vampire Batman. Are you afraid? No, I'm not scared. I'm i say you can bite me, but I know you can literally from vampire bat. Well, you're literally the bane of my existence. Well, just so you know, I am the dickhead. No. No.
0: No. That's right! I'm Bane! No! No! He's a wolf! Starring Robert Pattinson as the pale-skinned Batman vampire knight. And in the breakout-most stellar performance, already Oscar-nominated role is the above-average show as the extremely handsome, well-built, so-sexy Bane.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Above Average Joe Show. This has been an awesome finale episode so far, and we've got a lot more in store. And, if you didn't know, we have a special musical guest that's going to be stopping by today. And, Joe, you don't even know who it is. I have absolutely no clue who this is. You kept telling me beforehand you're going to get this special musical guest, special musical guest, it's going to be a mystery, and... Honestly, it is still a mystery to me. You are great at keeping these secrets. Aw, thank you. I try. So we've got this great musical guest. He's on his way in the studio right now. Here he is. Here he is. He's at the door. <gasps> this is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Hey, everybody. I love you. You all should see the look on his face I love face your work. Right I love your music. I am such a huge fan. Oh, thank you. Most people don't tell me that. Most people don't even know my stuff. Oh, no. I love your stuff. I have been a fan since the first time I've heard any of your music. You are brilliant. You are such a great songwriter. Please, please go on. Keep going. For those of you listening that don't know, our special musical guest is the one, the only, the very, very talented... Joe Nelson. ah, uh, your words are too kind. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you're even here. I can't believe I'm even... I can't believe we're all in the same studio together. This is insane. Oh my my mind is blowing up right so now. So you've got a song, though, Joe, that you are going to let us listen to. Can you tell us a little bit about this song? Sure. The name of the song is called Baby Elephants. And the reason I picked this song is because while I was working on set... I had a friend that I had hung out with once that was in the wardrobe department. And while we were hanging out, she's like, hey, listen to this song that I've been working on. So she played me this song. I was like, you know what? I really need to get back to my songwriting too. So thanks to this friend in the wardrobe department, I was able to write two songs. Uh, This is the second song that I had written. And in the song, I tried a few different things that I hadn't tried before. So I did some overlapping notes i did some call and response and a couple other things and what you get is the song called baby elephant that is awesome let's go ahead and take a quick listen and we will be right back after the song is over Okay, I have to say, that's probably my favorite song now. Like, ever. Everything about it is just brilliant. Just bloody brilliant, I tell you. Well, thank you. I I worked hard on it. It took me about a week to compose the whole thing, and what you got is what you got. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for stopping by. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Do you want to stay for a little bit oh, more? Oh, please. Please stay for more if you I would love to, but honestly, I've got to get going. I've got some other things I need to take care of, but from what I could tell, you two are having a blast already, so you guys go ahead and have at it, and I will will keep in touch with both of you guys. Oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. I'm going to have your email address and your phone number. That's just so exciting! Okay, calm down. It's just Joe Nelson. Don't get all that excited. Well... Do get all that excited, but, you know, don't get all that excited. Don't get all gushy. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Following the hit success of Snakes on a Plane, comes the septilogy of Sharks on a Plane, Snakes on a Ship, Sharks on a Ship, Sharks on a a Shape, Snakes on a Shane, and now comes the epic conclusion coming this fall of Badgers in Space! Badgers? Badgers? We
0: don't need no motherfucking badgers in space. the phenomenon, Making a Murderer. Then came the series, Rebutting a Murderer. That then spun off, Remaking a Murderer. Starring Kevin James as Stephen Avery in the summer's biggest blockbuster screwball comedy. That was followed by Remaking the Rebutting a Murderer. That was hosted by Jerry Stiller. And this fall, you can look forward to three more spin-off series, including Relieving a Murderer, Buttering a Murderer, and Turning Butter
1: with a Murderer, where we follow an Amish. See
0: Don't forget to tune in tomorrow night at 8 p.m. for our newest hit, Pimp My Murderer. Each week we take... <laughs> Monday, Trading Murderer Spaces will see the cell spaces of two of America's most notorious murderers recarpeting their cells, and we learn how to remove blood and semen stains the quick and easy
1: way. Okay. is now upping the stakes. We leave 13 murderers on one island to persevere the
0: many challenges and obstacles this island may bring. And, not to be outvoted by the... Due
1: to the nature of contestants, only one episode was filmed and will be able to be aired.
0: We apologize for any inconvenience. If you didn't catch last week's episode of The Real Housewives of Murderers, tune in next week. <laughs> you can see it. Yes. A la mañana, con Ricky LaGüera, Making a Murderer, Makeover Edition.
1: Oh, Dios mío. I don't get America's obsession with murderers. I mean, you know, it's like everywhere you go, you,
0: you just can't get away from it. Let's just turn on some music. What do you want to listen
1: to? I don't know. Um, um, what are you thinking?
0: What about some Christmas music?
1: No, please, no. I mean, if I have to listen to one more Christmas song... I'm gonna kill somebody. And thank you once again to our special guest, Joe Nelson. Special shout-out thanks to both Addison and Jamie Lynn for all their help throughout season one. And a huge thank you to all of our voiceover talents in order of appearance on the Millennial Falcon, the wonderful Joe Nelson, on the Hodor and Groot Show, all voices supplied by the splendid Joe Nelson. On La Sharona, Marion Singh, Isabel de la Cruz, and Indiana Cifuentes. On Mortal Sesame Street Fighter Combat, Julie Kitsuli as Elmo, and all other voices supplied by the extraordinary, Joe Nelson. On You're So Vain, that You Probably Think This Podcast Is About You, the voice talents of Jessica Schmal and Ali Shiflet. On the Help Dating App for Lizard People, the amazing Joe Nelson. For Dragon Repellent, the very gifted Joe Nelson. Vampire Batman, Courtney Chen as Belle, and all other voices supplied by the very sexy and handsome Joe Nelson. And thank you to our special musical guest, the very, very talented Joe Nelson. And last but not least, in Murder America, thank you in the order of appearance... Marion Singh, CC Ice, Mary Crans, Chris Marks, Lorenzo Yerby, Jamie Lynn Catrett, Indiana Sepuentes, Isabel De La Cruz, William Tokarski, Jessica Schmall. and be sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter's, and look us up on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also check out another podcast I co-host, The Extra Unordinary, and other great media content by Moon Possum Productions at moonpossum.com. And now don't forget to stay tuned and check out part two episode of our interview with Joe Nelson. This is the end of side one. Please fast forward to the end of the tape. Flip the tape over and press play again.